1: Adidas. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs
0: shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care.
1: And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca,
0: 30 Chad, and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present The Show that is Everything Oilers, Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by DigiTex, managed print services to keep your printing costs down?
1: Yeah, DigiTex does that.
0: DIGITX.ca on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.
1: Second hour of Oilers now. Brendan Ulrich with you in for Bob Stoffer this week. Bob will be back on Tuesday. We have a best-of show on Monday due to the long weekend. Oilers Now is always brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Digitex says our office printer and supply needs covered. They do it all and could be doing it for you right now. Some guests on Oilers Now receive gift certificates from Japanese Village. Three locations, downtown, south side, and on the north side. Call on our Oilers Now hotline at 780-496-0063. Brought to you by the River Cree Resort and Casino. They have Nazareth on August 10th. Tickets at ticketmaster.ca text us 630-630 brought to you by Westlock Ford if you're looking for a new vehicle go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford or check out their great selection today at westlockford.com worth the drive to get your new ride alright I appreciate uh, Gene Principe stepping in here he uh had nothing better to do apparently on a friday of a long weekend but uh, he decided he wanted to come on oilers now today and we're happy to have you gene so thanks for doing it but i i would assume you have better things to do uh, with a long weekend at
0: uh not really no uh <laughs> you know when when the Oilers aren't in the playoffs and, and i'm not covering a playoff series i mean it's, it's get the kids up get them off to school i mean they're they're teenagers so it's you know it's a little different than You know, than when they're little kids. But then it was uh, drop off my youngest at school. Uh, I went to Value Village to drop off some donation clothes, went to get some stain for our deck at Home Depot, went to Ego Station to drop stuff off because my wife won't let me uh, just put in the garbage. Uh, Then it is off to junior high track and field meet for J.J. Boland, and then I'm driving home. And I hear you talk about a prominent uh, personality from sports that can't make it. So that's when I text you. I said, if you want a non-prominent one, I'm available. So those are the kind of things and, you know, that happen when, uh, when the owners aren't in and you're not away at a series.
1: <laughs> that's a full day of activities. That's impressive. <laughs> or a full know, I'm week, tired. I would say. I'm,
0: I'm tired already, and I still have stuff to do this afternoon.
1: I didn't know uh, the kids go to JJ Bull, and I went to junior high there as well.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. All three of mine have gone through there. One is now in university, one's in grade eleven, and one's finishing up grade nine. It's been a great school for, for my three kids. Um, never really a uh, a complaint. It's a it's a north side school, kind of hovering between. Uh, well, I, I guess it's it's kind of not. Yeah, it's more north east, I guess, a little bit, but from where we live. But yeah, I mean that's uh, it's the end of school year for so many parents. There's a lot going on, whether it's graduations or sports or music or whatever so everyone's looking forward to another month or so and then it's summer holidays and everyone can kick back and relax of course except peter shirelli because he's always working on trying to better the team well
1: we'll get to that in a second you brought up the school thing i know nick anastasio is likely listening right now
0: yeah yeah uh, yeah from Larry. Former, yeah yeah former <laughs> well not former buddy but yeah i grew up with nick and his his wife is actually a teacher
1: at jj bowl yeah and i was just there for uh, their bike-a-thon a few weeks ago i know you were there as yeah, well yeah. and uh they had said that you went in and uh, i was going to give nick a shout out for uh, the great job they did with the bike-a-thon at o'leary on the radio but that was right after the oilers had announced uh their their coaching staff uh, changes from paul uh, right. was coming back so we were a little bit busy on the show so i yeah, forgot to sure. do it so we'll do it now big shout out yeah, to uh o'leary
0: yeah, and I'm a St. Jones guy, so it pains me a little bit because uh, back in the '80s, these two schools were the, the heavy rival schools. I can't speak uh, for nowadays, but uh, back then it was particularly in soccer um, and and other sports as well. They were just they were just the rival, O'Leary. But you know what? When it's a great cause, and I met the little boy who just turned four, who was their Make a Wish Foundation. Uh, selection. Uh, cute little guy. He was a little overwhelmed by everything that particular day, uh, but uh, I, I mean, what a great cause and uh, what a great idea. I mean, sometimes people, I don't know if you don't know how you can help, but you just don't necessarily come up with ideas, but someone has an idea, and then it just evolves from there, and I think Nick's daughter was the one that had the idea, and then it just kind of grew and even more than they expected, so, so good on them
1: absolutely uh james has texted in gene i saved this for uh, you he said if canada doesn't win their, their next game to denmark it will be a swiss miss and nothing sexy about it so uh, he wanted me to relay that one to you
0: tell him uh tell him uh thank you that is a good one i generally i'm like switzerland in the off season. i put my puns in neutral and uh, i don't do a lot of it because uh, when i'm covering the playoffs uh, I'm not sure that's uh, not only what people want to see. I'm not sure my bosses want to see uh, a long list of puns. The regular season seems to fit because it's uh, well. I, I don't want to say it's a grind, but y- you know, it's, it's game 52 or it's game 38 or it's game 61, right? Uh, but in the playoffs, everything is so so important. But uh, I appreciate that, and I hope I hope it's not a Swiss miss because that would not be that would not be good after they were able to sort of. Uh, step uh, away from playing finland
1: yeah i think they'll be okay and uh, we'll see who they play in the final likely uh, it will be sweden or i think maybe sweden will beat the the states but we'll wait and see uh, this weekend all right so you're in winnipeg um of course uh, the weather said their playoff run last year uh, get into game seven of the second round winnipeg was able to advance uh with a game seven win and advance to the conference finals here um what was the scene like in Winnipeg and sort of compare it to uh, Edmonton and maybe if you went back to 06 maybe that was similar because uh, 06 was you know well, I guess this one was a long time coming too like it was for Winnipeg so maybe it was similar
0: you know what Brendan great first question because that's exactly the first thing I thought when I went into that rink uh, last series and I thought oh man this just I mean switched to white for, for orange and it just totally reminded me of Edmonton uh, and it just, you know, it's, it, it, I, it's hard to explain to people who are non-sports people. Uh, and, you know, I get that. Um, just what it does for a, a person, uh, a group, uh, a city, when it comes to just the amount of pride that you have in your team and extensions that it just kind of passes throughout the community. And I walked into that building and they were doing their whiteout thing, and of course, outside Edmonton did, you know, incredible. What Winnipeg done outside? I had a hotel room right kind of across the street to snap some photos from a high, and I'm like, these people are shoulder to shoulder standing there hours at a time. I mean, it, w- it was just fabulous. Uh, but inside the building, I thought right away of Edmonton, of last season, and just how everybody uh, you know felt. Uh, I don't know, a couple pounds lighter and a few inches taller and a little more proud and maybe kind of pumping their chest, uh, feeling so good about being an Edmontonian because their team was in the playoffs. So there's an incredible correlation. And I think because of where the two sittings are geographically, um, you can't help but think, geez, that was almost us. or so that could be us. This is how I feel watching these conference finals sort of play out. Um, I mean, it's in, it should be incredibly motivating for an a team that didn't even have a team last year in a conference final in Vegas. The two teams that weren't even in the playoffs last year, be conference finalists, and one team, as you know better than anyone, uh, that has been in the playoffs but has struggled to kind of find their mojo to get as far as they already have. And I, I just, I, I don't want to say guarantee, but I am certain the Oilers would be a Final Four team next year. I just, I just know that it was an off year. Uh, it was a bad year. It was a disappointing year. You, you know, use whatever phrases you want, but I, I just, I just know it uh, because of who they have, because of who they'll add, uh, that this team is going places, and it'll, it'll start happening again. You know, 2018-19.
1: Well, we were just talking with Elliot Freeman about uh, the Oilers' D situation, and uh, there are a lot of rumors that the Oilers are out there shopping for a big D. Would you be comfor- comfortable if the Oilers? come back with the same decor as last year? Maybe, of course, they'll likely add someone. Maybe yeah. a number six or number seven, or they'll maybe get a big-name guy, I don't know, but what if they come back with what they have? Would you be uh, comfortable with that?
0: I think I'm pretty comfortable with that. I mean, you had a, one Swede who had the complete bad luck of life getting in the way of hockey with Adam Larson The other one shoulder was I don't know how many fragments did he say (laughs) at the end of the year. I was uh, I was away on on, well, unfortunately, covering what happened in uh, Humboldt. But Oscar Clefom discussing his shoulder and him fighting that all season. Darnell Nurse, we know he's going to be better, even though he was already better this season. And Andre Sacra, you know, I think he's going to be better. And I think Matthew Benning had, uh, you know, I, I don't think he had a bad year. I just think he had such a good first season. I mean. It, it, it's hard to imagine that not that long ago he was a 6th round pick, right? And we don't expect a lot from 6th round picks, but boy, did Matthew ever deliver. And I know he's going to have another good season and come back strong. So, I, I mean, could they be better? I mean, any defense could be better, but I, 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 I'm I, okay with it. Like, I think they're in the right place. And I, I just think that so many of these guys, younger and older, will be incredibly motivated to, to sort of make, make up for a... a last season. I mean, there were so many people thinking that this time this year, you and I'd be talking and I'd be pick a city, whether it be Edmonton or the hosting city, and uh, it didn't happen. But I I just think that not only the players, but I think uh, the higher-ups and the coach and the GM and everyone just wants to get back to where they were last season and then some. But uh, yeah, a long answer, I'm fine with, with the defense. But, of course, you wouldn't just sit there going, okay, we're good at this. Let's see if we can make it better.
1: Yeah, and that's, I think, what Trelly is looking at right now. I think they'll look to add a forward as well, Gene. Maybe uh, you look at what Nugent Hopkins and uh, McDavid did together uh, down the stretch and then uh, what they're doing at the Worlds right now. I think uh, it's fair to say they'll likely start the season together. So maybe... Uh, the goal for Shirelli up front this uh, offseason will be to try to find uh, a winger for Settle because it seemed like every game when Settle was down the middle, he had different wingers and he was never really able to, you know, find some familiarity with uh, with his wingers. So if they can maybe bring in a veteran guy or maybe it's uh, Poliervi or Yamamoto that steps up next season or someone like that, but I think they would like to add another piece there. So maybe that's the direction they take uh, up front. Do you think... Uh, that should be one of the big goals for Shrey is finding someone with to play with dry settle?
0: Yeah, I, I think so, Brendan, and I think that it's it's clearly under our noses. I I'm guessing that it is gonna be fully Harvey. I just I, I think now, you know, there's been the, the, the transformation from a European to a North American. You never lose your European roots, but you know, he seemed to make strides off the ice when it came to his language. Um I don't think there's anyone that dislikes his sort of uh, his personality he's he, you know he's just kind of an easy going fun guy uh, but he's big and he's strong and he can skate and he can shoot and he needs to score um, and I think that this is kind of his opportunity this year I'm sure that Todd McClellan and Peter Shirelli and others will sit him down and say listen this is a you know a prime opportunity for you here and, and we need you like okay year one and year two we're talking a little bit about development but we need you to get going uh, and we think you can and I, I think that that would make for a heck of a tandem. And I, I see them two-thirds of the line. Imagine them if they get cycling down low with the puck, let alone the creativity they have uh, when they have space. That You know, I, I think the match is there. Again, you never stop looking for what you think might work. But I, I just would be a little bit hesitant to be blasting a bunch of trades and getting rid of this and getting rid of that so that you can – get something in return that you, you know, yeah, you might need, but it might also be there. Um, It it was one of those seasons I think all of us were expecting so much um, that I think we were just one year ahead of ourselves. And I think that this is the year that we'll expect and it will be uh, delivered. And I'm, you know, I'm really curious about Kyler Yamamoto. Uh, You know, I I don't, you know, he's probably not going to get much taller. uh, And he's probably limited as to how, you know, I don't, Hundred pounds. I don't think the brothers want him to be that. But as you go from one fifty three or one fifty five, one sixty four or one sixty eight, um, how does that impact him being bigger and stronger? I mean, he's got incredible talent. Uh, I, I I think that the, the solution is there, but you know, you wouldn't be doing your job if you're, if you're Shirelli if you just sort of left it at that. oh yeah, we got these guys. Yeah, we got them, but let's see what's out there. And you might be you might be surprised by someone or some deal that's available that you weren't uh, that you weren't expecting.
1: Yeah, lots of uh, Oiler talk ahead here on this show throughout the offseason. We have a long uh, ways to go, Gene, so I don't know if there's a right answer right now because we don't know what Shrelly is uh, going to do and what's uh, going to uh, unfold, I guess. I mean, he'll pick up the phone one day, and a different player could maybe be available from a team, I guess, so from the playoffs here or something like that, so I'll have to wait and see. Before I let you go, though, Gene, uh, the World Cup. I know you're a big soccer oh. guy, but uh, will you be watching it this Sorry, year without O'Reilly?
0: Yeah, I think it's breaking up. I <laughs> oh, man. So this is oh, the first time buddy, since 1958 buddy. I used that. To like uh... you. Oh, I know, I know. Like it's, uh, I was actually watching some stuff yesterday of Tim and Sid from the day that Italy got knocked out, and I, I didn't even have to listen to it. I just had to watch the video of the players uh, Buffon and Cellini, and they were just, you know, it's it's where the pictures tell the story. You don't even need to hear anything; you can see it. Uh, I don't know. My wife's German, which is troublesome uh, in particular because Germany just seems so dominant in soccer. But at least at a fighting chance, they're not even in Italy. So I don't know. I'm going to have to see if I if I kind of find an underdog like an Iceland or someone that sort of catches me. But no matter what, it will not be the same. And I, I just won't be as as, as fired up. Uh, you know my my parents came over in a boat nineteen fifty nine and so that's when my daughter always says, Dad, you're Canadian I said, well, I am, but when we grew up we were, when people asked where we were we always said we were Italian because that's that was that's our heritage that's when we grew up, that's how we talked that's how we that's how we thought um so i'm I am a proud Canadian, but I'm also a proud Italian in heritage so this is gonna be it's gonna be painful starting June fourteenth when because you kind of forget about things until people remind you. Uh, but then when the tournament's there, there'll be no forgetting. Uh, it'd be a big reminder when you don't see Italy anywhere. So I'm really disappointed, but as of, I'm going to let you go. I know you got to go. I, as a family, we've kind of determined, or I've told them, that we're planning on going to Euro 2020. Um, and the plan is th- there, there's games all over Europe, finishing with London semis and final, that I want to go see Italy at the Euro 2020, and then hopefully Canada gets the with Mexico and U.S. gets the World Cup in 2026, so we'll be able to go for a nice drive somewhere here, or maybe right in Edmonton and watch uh, at Commonwealth Stadium.
1: Well, I'll be uh, cheering for Germany along with your wife, uh, so that's uh, let her know that uh, I'm on her side and not yours, but the, you guys must make some killer meals at home if she's German oh, and you're yeah. uh, Italian.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. She's, she's you uh, so know, we've kind of, you know, like last night we had great plate of pasta, like she is, she's I was. She's kind of tall and got light hair, so I always joke that she's Northern Italian. I'm Southern Italian, dark hair, dark skin. Uh, but yeah, we've we've kind of brought her into the brought her into the fold. So there's great German food that she makes and uh, great Italian food, and our kids are always torn when Italy plays Germany. Most recently in uh, Euro, she went and watched it somewhere else because she says to me, "You're a bad winner. You're an even worse loser." So I don't want to be around. Uh, You. And as it turned out, Italy lost in penalty kicks when they should have won. But anyways, that's the past. Uh, We move forward, and I look forward to 2020.
1: (laughs) Awesome stuff, Gene. Thanks for uh, taking some time today. Thanks for uh, pinch hitting for uh, Jeff, so I appreciate that.
0: Anytime. Take care, Brendan. Have a great long weekend.
1: You as well. That's our friend Gene Principe. He'll be out covering the Stanley Cup final for uh, Sportsnet. He was uh, covering uh, the second round series in Winnipeg as well. And, of course, he is uh, the Oilers uh, analyst for broadcasts as well, a rinkside reporter slash analyst. It's at 124 in Edmonton. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back with some of your text messages. And at 135, really excited about this, we're going to head out to uh, Sweden and talk with Mike Zanier, former Oilers goaltender who now covers the Swedish Elite League, and uh, he'll talk a little bit about uh, Joel Parsons, who the Oilers signed today.
0: Showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 630 Ched.
1: here on oilers now it's 128 in edmonton brennan ulrich with you some guests on oilers now receive gift certificates to royal pizza pizza pasta and so much more for menu and locations head to royalpizza.ca and uh, i should mention the ulrich recommendation today we're going back to the ham and pineapple to uh, kick off the long weekend. All right, it's one twenty-eight Edmonton. You can text us six thirty six thirty. Lots of a text coming in in regards to the Oilers. Maybe stay the course and uh, at D that is. And uh, we had Elliot Freeman on talking about some of. Uh the moves the Oilers could or might not make this offseason. So we'll, we'll dissect that later on. Uh, but we do have Mike Zanier coming up from Sweden at 135 to talk about a move the Oilers have made on the D front, and that is signing Joël Parson to a one-year uh, deal. So it's a ELC deal, and then he'll become an RFA next season. But he is staying over in Sweden for another season. So we'll talk to uh, Mike about that. We also have Morley Scott to uh, set up Eskimos training camp ahead on the program as well. But first, uh, the 130 News with Eileen Bell.